2: Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online.
0: Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy alone talking to nobody. <laughs> I mean, I will be talking to a caller, um, but I don't have time as my co-host anymore, so it's just me doing this intro. So I'm just going to give you some information about where you could follow us. Follow us on Twitter um, at Strict Anonymous. Uh, follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. And if you want to be on the show, email us at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. We like to talk to everybody um, people with problems. I love helping people. People who are living like a secret life and they just want to vent or talk about it to somebody. We love hearing those stories. And interesting people that do interesting things like that's what we have. We have in-studio guests or people over the phone who not necessarily have a problem but are just interesting and do interesting things that are a little out of the box. Um, And and that's that. So if you have any of those, (laughs) if you're any of those people, email me and we'll have you on the show. Um, Right now we have um, on the call today... We have a guy, uh, Unemployed Joe is his name, and he emailed me and said, I have a real problem and I'm dying to talk to someone about it and I could use all the advice I could get. I'm 55, alone, broke, can't find a job. No one will hire me and I feel like my life is just done. In a nutshell, I'd be happy. That's in a nutshell or I don't even know. I got to cut that out. <laughs> I'd be happy to elaborate elaborate on it if you'd like. Thank you, Unemployed Joe. So, you know, when I look at my numbers for my podcast, the, the you know, John letting his wife fuck other people and stuff like that and the guy that wants to have a fucking orgy, those are the things that people respond most to because it's sexual and it's about sex and I love that stuff too. Um, but I figured I'm going to have this guy on the show because I know like three guys, three men in in their 50s who lost their gigs and I'm talking about careers, you know, they didn't just lose jobs, they lost careers and uh, they can't get a new job. They can't start a career at their age and they're totally fucked. And it's like a really bad problem that's happening to so many people, not just men, women, anybody in that age range who's lost their jobs because of, you know, what's going on in the economy and what's going on in the internet. So, you know, there's so many um industries that have been knocked out. And so people lose their gigs and uh they have nowhere to go. And these are people that have houses and families and I think it's like a really big problem and I thought I'm going to have unemployed Joe on the call because it seems like a basic problem, but I think it's a really big problem that exists now, and I figure people can relate. So I will be right back on with Unemployed Joe.
2: Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone?
0: Okay, hey, Joe, you're on the phone with me. Um, in a nutshell, and that's what you said in your email, um, you're 55, alone, broke, you can't find a job, no one will hire you, and you feel like your life is done. And I... and I, I Yeah, and so when you sent me that email, I knew, like, I don't know how I could help this guy, but why I want you on the show is because I really believe that so many people, so many men, are in uh, your same position. I know a couple here in the city um, I'm sure you know. Do you have any other friends that are in the same position?
3: Uh, no, I used everybody I know just drifted away, and I don't pretty much have any friends. I'm in this strange land here in San Jose, California. I don't know a soul here.
0: Right. So give us some backstory, oh, though, because I already spoke to you. So, but really, what it is is that like you're you're alone in Brook because you had a job for a very long time and you got laid off, right? Tell us what happened.
3: Yes. Well, I was in the same career for 30 years, and the last company I worked for for over 10 years laid off everybody and moved to Costa Rica. And that was pretty much the end of my, my chosen career. Costa Rica. That was in February. Uh
1: huh.
3: Yes, yes. So that layoff happened in February of 2011. And since then, I found out that to gain work in my usual career was far and free between because what I do, drafting, was manufacturing support. And a lot of manufacturing simply closed up or went overseas. So since then, it's been a real struggle. I've been doing any job I could, I could get a job, whatever you know, sleeping floors in somebody's restaurant, and then they would have layoffs. So anytime I would get a job, it would last for literally a few weeks, and then they would have layoffs.
0: Oh, you're kidding. So it's not like you're getting fired from these jobs, right? Like they're having like literal layoffs.
3: Literally. It was like clockwork. I'd get a job, they'd have layoffs, and a week later I'd get another job, and they'd have layoffs, and it was just... Layoff after layoff until all the uh, all the opportunities simply dried up. There's nothing left.
0: Yeah, you know, and if it was 10 or 15 years ago, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> but I believe yeah. you now because this is what's going on. And it's it's way tougher for you at 55 when you get laid off than it is for somebody at 25. And it, and unfortunately, um, age does play a factor here.
3: Yes, it does. I know uh, for a fact, if I was to go to any place, pick a place, like um, a gas station, Seven Eleven, Right. Then I would bring in my application and they would say, well, there's no opening now. So I'd come back a few days later and I'd find a really uh, very attractive young lady (laughs) who said she just started that job. You know, so right. nobody wants to hire an old
0: goat like me right and and like I said, you're not the only one. I know two here in my building in New York City, and this is just a, a huge problem and like I said, that's why I decided to have you on the show like and we and Tommy taped something with you recently and we tried to help you and we figured really the only thing we could do to actually help you is sort of give you the mic and the chance here on our show to you know, talk about who you are and what you do, basically give your resume out to people because and see if maybe somebody has a job for you. And I thought maybe this time what we do is I do like a little mini job interview with you so that and and that way people could hear who you are and what you do and your skill set and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? We have listeners all over the world. I mean, because it's the Internet. But really, where do you live again? This is because these are the people that, you know, and are you let me ask you this. Are you willing to relocate for the right job?
3: I would be willing to relocate for the right job. But then again, all that takes is money. But yes, I am willing.
0: Right. So and where do you live and what areas are you looking for a job in? If you weren't to relocate, hey, where, where would you be working? What jobs would be right for you? Or what area would be right for you? Well, that's a good question. I
3: live now in San Jose, California. I'm staying with my sister. I of no place else to go. But I have uh, no preference if, if for the for the right job. I'd be just too happy to relocate. If it, if it would be the right job, then it would be the right place.
0: Okay, that's great. I mean. So your background is, have you, do, do you have a college degree?
3: Uh, I did not. I went to drafting school many, many years ago, and I simply came up through the ranks as, um, as experienced.
0: Okay, cool. That's fine. And that served you well for 30 years, right? You made a good living doing what, drafting, right? Yes. You had a house. Do you have, so you're living with your sister now. Did you have a house? Did you have a family? Were you ever married? Do you have children?
3: I have a daughter, but was uh, never married. I have a 20-year-old daughter living in Sacramento, and she's doing quite well. I was a homeowner at one time, but me, like so many other people, I was green, and I, I got the uh, the kind of mortgage that was an adjustable-rate mortgage. Uh-huh. I really had no idea. So um, I bought that house in 2005, and like three years to the month in 2008, we got the letter that said, your mortgage just tripled, not doubled, but tripled. Oh. So like so many other people, we walked away. I had a I had a lady in my life at the time We shared the house together, but as um as the uh, finances stress mounted, the lady became less and less interested. So when the house foreclosed, uh, the lady of my life pretty much left my life, and I've been single ever since.
0: Oh, God. So first you became sick First you lost your house. Well, no, you lost your house and your girl at the same time. That's in 2008, yes. right? Is that, What year was that? Yes. And then, just a couple years later, you lost your career. I mean, it's not just a job. I mean, that, that was your career. So you lost your career.
3: That's right. It all started in 2008 with the house. I became single again in 2009. And in 2011, I found myself unemployed. And I am stolen all of those boats today. Unemployed, virtually homeless, if it wasn't for my sister. And I'm the loneliest guy on the planet.
0: Oh, <sighs> shit shit you know i have pms you're gonna make me cry joe this is really i it's terrible it's terrible and how long were you dating your wife i mean not your wife but how long were you with that woman for
3: uh we were together for uh, about seven years we've only each together for seven years and we were a bona fide couple for five years
0: oh my god and so the stress from the house and everything just i mean were you guys having problems before or was it just the you losing the house that drove you apart or did you have problems before that
3: well, I think they went hand in hand. Uh, it, was, it didn't take long for the honeymoon to be over, as they say. <laughs> right. And uh, the, more the, the more the the financial pressure mounted, the more distance she became. I can only say maybe. Um, what can I say? It had to do with uh, financial comfort, you know. And I can understand if a lady wants to get involved with a man, she really wants to see what he's got going for her. I can understand that.
1: Right.
0: I mean, as time went
3: by, I had less and less to offer.
0: So, did she stay with you a little bit? Like, after you got, like, after you guys were thrown out of the house, did you break up immediately or did you guys move into an apartment or someplace else? Where'd you go after that?
3: Well, after that, that was in Sacramento, California. So, um, we tried to rent a a little house way up in the mountains, someplace called Paradise, California.
0: Sounds
1: beautiful. It's actually a
3: small (laughs) town called Paradise. Right. (laughs) Uh Uh huh. So uh, she wanted her boy to go to a better school, and that's the town my daughter lived in with her mom. Mm -hmm. So um, she rented a house there, and I helped pay the rent. Well, I stayed in Sacramento and got an apartment, because I was still employed at the time.
0: Right.
3: So I I was paying rent for two places. And then... um, as time went on, she got involved with somebody else because I wasn't there all the time. I stayed in my apartment in Sacramento for my job, and on weekends, I went to the house in Paradise.
0: Wait, wait, wait. But so, she went, was, how did you find out she had another guy?
3: Well, she was pretty blazing. She didn't care to keep anything secret. She was just uh, opening up front that she's seeing somebody else now, you know? So, the only thing I could do to maintain any dignity was to take my coffee pot and my guitar and leave.
0: Shit. Because your story just gets worse and worse. So she found another guy, and you were paying rent yeah. on that house while she was there shacking up with some other dude. Do you know how long she was with that guy for before she told you? Well,
3: that whole uh, situation lasted about eight or nine months. So in the beginning, I'm sure, I, I don't know if he was in the picture, but towards well, it only took eight or nine months for her to become, to meet somebody and to become so serious that they had no bones about hiding it from me. She was pretty up front with it. She said, Yeah, this is what I'm doing. He has a good job, <laughs> and he makes more money than me,
0: and that's well, pretty she much all the was She didn't say that to you, did she? I mean, I, I'm assuming you just assume that that's the reason and you know him, but, I mean, did she say to you he's got a better job than you and he has more money than you?
3: Well, as we talked, the words that came out of her mouth were stability. She was just looking for something a little more stable.
0: Right. You hadn't lost your job, though, yet, right?
3: Uh, that's right, but there was uh, there was news that the job was preparing to move to Costa Rica.
0: Oh, okay, so you knew, right? Right. So she had a feel. So, she saw the writing on the wall. She was like out of there before yeah. that ship sailed, too. I mean, after after the house, she wasn't waiting for for you to lose your job. That's
3: a good way to put it. Yes. She saw the writing on the wall, and she said, "I'm out of here," or basically, she told me, <laughs> I- "I'm out of here." That
0: wasn't the mother of your child, right? No, no, that was not right okay so because you found me on craigslist right i put ads on craigslist so obviously you were on craigslist looking for a new like since her you broke up with her what year 2009
3: that was 2009 yes and you've been alone it was so obvious she was she was uh, uh she was obvious she wasn't hiding the fact that she was seeing somebody and that's all there was to it you know so um so once it, once it became obvious, you know, we had talked and I said, well, you know, what, what is going on here? That's when she revealed she just after stability. And this guy seemed to offer her more than I could. So,
0: Well, was it obvious was, or she was it. honest with you? Yeah. Both? She was honest with you or you found out? Like, what do you mean when you say it was obvious?
3: She was honest with me once I had asked. Because I did ask. You know, she spent a lot of time on the phone. The few times I was there. Right. I was uh, I was treated invisible, and she was on the phone just having a little time talking to somebody, so I could put two and two together. So once I I asked, "Well, so who are you talking to?" You know, Ex- explain this, please. And so that's she, she came out. Yes, yeah, she's seeing this guy, and he just offers her a little bit more stability. You know, no, he offers her stability. Period. Not a little bit more, just stability. Right, you know, and i'm' I'm not in the picture that much because I lived hundred miles away in my apartment. I would come there on weekends.
0: she's kind of ballsy oh, that's though, that's- I have to say. Um, I don't, we're calling you Unemployed Joe. I got to say Unemployed Joe, she's kind of ballsy that you're like at the house, right? You're paying for that house. You're there on the weekend that you're like the only time you spend with her and she's on the phone with the other guy just like having a great time like she doesn't even like, you know, she has the whole week to talk to him like over those two days she can't just like blow him off and be with you. She was like literally talking to him on the phone while you were there. Yes,
3: ma'am. You uh, You've had a good word for it. Ballsy
0: is very ballsy, very
3: ballsy.
0: <laughs> you know it's kind of i mean after seven years i listen i i love i would love to call her a bitch or a cunt for leaving you but like sometimes like shit happens and you're allowed to leave like i hate when people watch like i don't know when you see like these talk shows and you have couples on and somebody breaks up with somebody and the whole crowd boos at them and stuff i mean people are allowed to break up with people you know what i mean like that's life right But the way that you do it and the way that you carry it out, you know, shows you what kind of person you are, you know, and there's good ways to do it and bad. And I think, you know, when you're with someone for seven years, she was with you for seven years, you're going through a tough time. You guys just lost the house. You're going back and forth. You're still doing everything you can. And for her to sort of just, I mean, maybe she didn't know how to tell you, I don't know. But I think, you know, after seven years living with somebody you know you should just sit down and talk to them you know instead of doing what she did which is just like kind of throw it in your face and make you bring it up you know it's kind of ballsy but also kind of like pussy like she's a pussy at the same time because why wouldn't she just tell you you know what i mean
3: well that's right it was par for the course let me explain in the beginning of our relationship she was going through a nasty divorce with her ex right so in, in the beginning of our relationship, she did not have custody of her son, her 10-year-old son at the time. Mm-hmm. So through a year, year of, a full year of court battles, she gained her son full custody, full time. Right. Once her son entered the picture, once her son entered the picture, I had became distant. I was placed in the back seat and eventually I became invisible. Her whole existence was about her and her son, although I was You know, the one paying the bills and cooking the food. You know, I'm a great cook. i got a lot to offer. Uh
0: Oh, you could be a cook. Remember that for your job interview. Okay, go on.
3: (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, so as her son became into the picture, I became invisible. Right. And that, that whole scenario lasted about another three to four years, three and a half years. You know, and I became more and more distant. I was just the guy to cook and clean and pay the bills. And, you know, her life was all about her and her son. So, by the time the house came to foreclose, you know, she, whenever she did speak to me, it, it wasn't really pleasant. I was just there. Sometimes the I felt like I was intruding in their life.
0: So, yeah. right, she was just staying with you to keep getting you to support her, probably.
3: I was provided for her and her son, and I thought that was the extent of my role in her
0: life. Right, and then once she found somebody else to do that for you and take your chip like, she would have never left you on her own. She had to get a backup plan. She got that. A lot of people break up that way. They, don- they won't break up with you until they have somebody else. Normally, it's guys that do yep. that, <laughs> but um, this bitch, yeah, need- well. <laughs> this one was a professional. She, you know, she needed, was she working herself?
3: She was. She's a part-time uh, hairdresser. She cut hair. Right, and a, right. You know, hair- at the corner hair shop. You
0: know. Right. Well, yeah, that's tough. So and after her, no girlfriends? Uh, no. Not just, one.
3: Just, just didn't happen. How's that again?
0: Not one girlfriend since her. After you guys broke up. Okay. You still had a job for a couple of years, right? You had. You didn't yeah. date during that time.
3: Well, during the breakup, even though I had I had perfectly understood what happened and why the breakup had occurred, I was rather heartbroken. I had to get my uh my emotions in order. Yes. Yeah. I, I have to admit it, I, I was heartbroken and it hurt. I wanted so much for that uh, the relationship, you know, to be what I thought it was in the beginning. You know, walk walk off her to the sunset happily ever after, hand in hand. Yeah, That's you were what with her for
0: seven years. You were still in love with her. You didn't want it to end. That's right.
3: That's right. So it took me a full year to at least stop crying. I can imagine.
0: I can imagine. I mean, sometimes like two people are on the same, you know, breakups come in all different shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? Like they, there's all different things, you know, it happens in so many different ways. A lot of times, sometimes it's like both people are on the same page and that's any breakup is hard, you know, but when you really don't want to break up, or maybe you didn't see the writing on the wall or whatever it is, you were still totally in love with her and you weren't ready for it. It's devastating. So, you know, it's normal it's like- for, for you to not be able to do anything for one year. I think a lot of other people feel the same way, but, you know, they go out and drink or they fuck a lot of people or they sort of push the feelings down. You know what I mean? And they just like, uh, you know, I always used to tell my girlfriends, like, if you want to see a guy who's really depressed about his ex-girlfriend or his ex-wife, it's the guy that's like, you know, banging a different girl every single night. And, you know, they just keep, they're running, you know, they're running from their feelings. But instead what you did, which is, you know, probably more efficient is you Just fucking cried for a year and got it over with, and then you could go on with your life.
3: You know? That's right. I had to regroup and lick my wounds, so to speak, you know, gather myself back. Right. So you took a year off? Yeah. Yes, it wasn't that easy year. So then I gathered myself and figured I'm ready to go find love again. Uh huh. (laughs) There was none to be found. I dated, you know, I dated here and there. You know, I was on those single websites that, you know, meet somebody for coffee and whatever the reason, it just. I didn't find anybody
0: to click. Okay. Nothing That's what
3: happened, you know.
0: But what about sex, unemployed Joe? Did you get laid with any of those girls?
3: Uh, no, ma'am. It's been so long. I'm a virgin again. How yeah. long
0: been yeah. a year? Tell us how long. Nobody really knows who you are. We're just calling you unemployed Joe. How long has it been?
3: I would say, well, two years. Two years. And even then, it was a while before that.
0: So, uh, so yeah. like, two years and before that, in a, another year? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that I, sucks. I, I do not appreciate going, having a sale of the life. That is not fair. If well, I was going tell God anything, I would Wait. I, would what say, did, I don't appreciate this, God.
0: What did you say? Oh, if you would complain about anything. So if it was, okay, let's ask you. If you're standing in front of God, you just said that's who you want to call it, right? So you're standing in front of God, and he took away your house, your girl, and sex, and your job. That sounds And your job, yeah. right? Which is the yeah. thing that you're fucking pissed off the most about? Sex. You just said it. Sex.
3: Well, you know, it turns out that what's going to do yourself the best. So the best would be a romantic, actually, a sex life That is good for the soul. It's good for the psyche. Once you once you have that, at least a uh, healthy sex life, then you feel good about yourself as a person. You can you can go knock them down. You have confidence. You can go get a job. So that oh. would
0: be. You know, I don't know if, like, that's interesting that you say that and you feel that way. You know, it's probably a lot of people feel that way, or a lot of men especially. Like, it's tied to your ego and your confidence about yourself as a man to go spread your seed. Yeah,
3: yeah you know what? It's like a vitamin. You know, yeah. you need it. Your, your body needs it. It's like a vitamin. Without the essential vitamins, you're
0: going sluggish. Oh, you know, shit. we gotta got to get you laid, quarterly. too, Joe. So we have to give you a job interview and find you a job, and then we got to find you a girl. Have you had any luck on Craigslist?
3: Uh, no ma'am, I've put out so many resumes. I'm cringless. I know. No, 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 not for jobs.
0: Wait, wait, we're still talking about your love life here, Joe. Uh, not for jobs oh, no. for, with girls.
3: No, but what what I did find is no girl is interested in an in unemployed man. That <laughs> might be the cold hard reality, but that's how it is. Well, you know yeah. what it is?
0: I'm gonna tell you this, Joe, and this is this is the truth. And it's a sad truth if you're unemployed. It's the great truth if you're really fucking rich. Um the truth is, and I think it's it's bad for women, too, in another way, because I think, like, in our society, we're told that, you know, or, like, it, men's job is to provide stability for a woman, right? And that's how yeah, yeah. women look at men and judge them by. That's why you see hot women with ugly dudes all the time because they got fucking money or they're giving them some st- st- stability because women aren't sort of driven by looks, right? But men, on the <laughs> other hand look to women and they want the young girl, like they're looking at women to procreate, right? And that's what women's job are. So men look at women and they judge them differently and they judge them purely from a physical standpoint. And that sucks for women because the equivalent to an unemployed dude is like a really out of shape woman with like a disfigured face or like zits all over herself. You know, that woman is just as bad off as you are because every guy is looking at a woman for her sense of worth which is just the way that she looks and her youth right and 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 because a man looks at a woman to like give you know have babies with her so you know you're in the worst position for your uh for your you know animal kingdom you're fucked right because that's what women look to men for right so you don't have the one thing it's like you were a really ugly girl and ugly girls could still find guys but you know what i mean you know what i mean
3: I can't tell you what I would give to me to have an out-of-shape ugly girl <laughs> in my life. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. You're so a hilarious. Bit.
3: <laughs> what I would give. Dear God, please send me an out-of-shape ugly girl. You know?
0: <laughs> we'll make a... <laughs> okay, we'll put when, that in your I
3: ad. man. Let me give you me a little bit more background. When I was a younger man, mm-hmm. I had my own taekwondo school in martial arts. I was in very good shape. And even at 55 years old, I still don't look bad. And I, had, I was a long-haired rock and roll guitar player.
0: Oh, nice. You were, a, I, oh, you were in a, a band?
3: I never got past a garage band, but I did go in the studio and record some songs, and I did have some radio airplay on my songs in the early 90s here in the Bay Area of California. Great, But that's as far as it went. It was fun, but that was as far as it went. So there was a time I had a lot going for me. I had looks. I had physique. I was, I was a good guitar player. I still play guitar now, but only enough to, to piss off the neighbors. That's as far as my career
0: got. <laughs> right. <you know>? Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I guess I was just born under a bad sign. I, I've been single most of my adult life. When I was in a relationship, it only ended in heartbreak. And here wait,
1: I am. No, you, know, you had a seven-year...
0: Wait, what about the woman that you had a baby with? What was that story?
3: Uh, you asked, so I will tell you. Uh, when I met this woman, um, I was th- we were both about 35 years old. And in a nutshell, I've known her for just a few weeks until she became pregnant. And then she came right out and told me that she was getting up in years. She was 35 years old. She had no hireable skills. She had no idea how she was going to support herself. So she had a plan. That if she could get pregnant, she could live off of welfare and child support. And she told this to me as she was telling me I'm going to be a daddy. <laughs> she said, welcome to child support.
0: Oh, wow. And you didn't use a condom with her?
3: Um, That was all there was to it. it, it that was her plan. I, she had a trap. I stepped through it. And since then, I've tried to be the best dad in the world. I... You know, I uh, I went to the courts to try to get my you know what, my parenting time. Eighteen years of child support. I never missed a payment. I was there for my daughter. I had tried to be the best dad in the world. You know.
0: I don't think never you tried. So I think hard. you were uh, you 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 paid your child support. You're still close. You went to the court to fight for you know time spent. You are yes. a great dad. You didn't just try. You yes. you are.
3: Oh, I wish I could have done more. I know. It, I know. I was there. As best as I could. But, you know, every dad wants to buy their little girl a, a new car for high school graduation. Not you know, really. I couldn't even buy her, well. <laughs>
0: you did? I wish I could have took her out to a nice restaurant. Oh, <laughs> you right. It. But I'm sure you did but a lot. You know, You've done a lot for her, and I'm sure you did a lot for her when, when you were in a different financial position. I'm sure she she understands.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's, a, it's the overall hanging story of my life. Uh, alone and you know, even when I was working, I was just paying the rent, you know, and I had enough money for a six-pack every once in a while. So I was getting by. But I never experienced any more um, financial affluence than that. pay the rent and had enough money for a six-pack and a pizza once in a while. So was <laughs> <Right. laughs> the extent of my riches, you know.
0: Right, because then once you had that baby, I mean, that daughter, like a lot of your money went there too.
3: Oh, yeah, child support is ruthless. They don't, they don't care, you know. They took they, for eighteen years. I had my wages garnished, which I would have gladly paid anyway. I'm just that kind of guy, right? But still,
0: it's tough for men. Much alone the whole time. It's tough for men because yeah. you guys have no choice in the whole have a baby or not. You know what I mean? Like a woman makes that decision. Like you know, if someone if it happens by accident, you know, if a woman gets pregnant by accident, it's like really her choice. If she decides she wants the baby, even though the guy doesn't want to. If she decides she does, then the guy has to have it and has to pay for, you know, and it's uh, so I feel like men get the short end of the stick at that time. That's why all men should use condoms all the time. Like, because it's, it's scary because, you know, you could look at what happened to you and I'm sure you could never imagine your life without your daughter, Right. But maybe if you could have planned it differently, it would have been done differently, you know, or maybe with somebody different that you were going to be together with, you know, so I feel sorry for dudes because they could get if they get trapped like this and you're fucked. Did she tell you she was on the pill? Or were you just sloppy and screwed her without a condom? No,
3: she she assured me she had her protection in. She had a diaphragm.
0: Right. See, that's what you got to be careful. People don't understand. So many people are just such fucking liars. I can't even tell you. Like, people really, you know, like, that's a terrible thing to tell somebody. Either she didn't, I mean, how if she had a diaphragm, how did she get pregnant?
3: Well, that's just what she told me. Right. But she then she told you.
0: Right. And then she told you she had a plan. She needed money and she didn't want to get a job. So she figured she'd get a kid to make some cash. And so she fucked you without a diaphragm. Let me tell you, as somebody that's been trying to get pregnant, it's very hard. It's not like a lot of days a month that a woman could get pregnant. Okay, it like she probably timed that shit. It's like, uh, she, like, and then she told you, um, so, yeah, this is why men have to be careful with stuff like that. You really, I know so many people don't want to use condoms because they suck, but, um, you know, they're, it's important, I think, for diseases and for babies.
3: Live and learn, you know, hindsight is what it is, but, you know, if I was... I'd love having my daughter. You're right; she's the best thing that she is. The only good thing that ever happened to my life. Right. However, I wish it would have been under the different circumstances. Right, of you know, course. A loving wife, a, a decent income, and uh, you know, like like that. You know, like father knows best, and leave it to Beaver kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> or maybe you
0: could have had a choice of like how and when and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like you were kind of forced into it, which was kind of sucked. But you know, thank God, there's so many like shit dads out there. Like they, you know, you're you're a good dad, and. You uh, stepped up to play. Like a lot of guys at that point, m- might just be like, if they're not ready for a kid, they don't engage and they don't, you know, stay involved in the child life. But at least you did, and that shows your character. Yeah. Okay, so w- yeah, that's I don't your know how I can do that. Once,
3: I, know, I know, right? Once I heard I was, once I heard I was going to be a daddy, that was the most important thing in my life. Of course, I hated the circumstances. I couldn't believe God could be so cool to me. You know, I hated the circumstances, but I was still like, that's my daughter, and I'm going to be there for her. And, you know, no matter what.
1: That, right, that and
0: were you still dating that girl, or like, it was just kind of like a one-night stand, and when she said she was pregnant, you guys weren't together anymore?
3: Uh, no, we were, we were dating, but I saw the two colors in her. I didn't understand what the word dysfunctional meant. I never heard that word <laughs> until I met her. <laughs> After a while, it became clear that there's something wrong with this person, you know, her... her <laughs> <laughs> You know her, her. Her compass doesn't exactly point north. I <laughs> figured there's something wrong. I've never experienced this before. So when it was like, you know, I had to tell her this. I don't think we're we're gonna do too well as a couple. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> I just thought she was nuts trying to put it in a nice way, and that's what she said. Boy, do I got a story for you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the oh, rest so
0: of just... it took a couple of weeks before you realized she was nuts, and then she told you she was pregnant. Oh my God! You yeah. have like a you like got a, like a bad luck charm or so. You have like a black cloud hanging over your head.
3: Yeah, what a weird life, huh? No, it's, it's interesting. Under that, a bad sign.
0: It's, it's, it's t- yeah, you've been through some difficult things, but listen, you ha- you have an amazing daughter out of it. So that's not like, listen, you didn't marry her. A lot of other people would have, you know, that story could be a lot different. A lot of people married that girl, okay? Like, I'm, like, yeah. it shows that you're a pretty normal dude that, you know, because normally like attracts like, right? And these people that are like married to crazy people and they're just pointing the finger at the crazy person. It's just like, you know, on some level, you got to be nuts if you shacked up with that, you know? Um. Yeah. so the fact that you weren't attracted to that and you put an end to that shows that you're not nuts I mean you didn't know that you, you know you can never tell somebody right off the bat whether they're crazy but you knew a couple weeks in that's like a normal that makes you like a normal person with a you know I mean, she yeah, only could hide it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> a lot of times these girls could, you know, people could hide it for like eight months. A lot of times people could hide who they really are. I always feel like relationships either break up at eight months or then they last for years. Because around that eight month mark is when you really find out who somebody is. Most people could hide, you know, their stuff for a long time. You're lucky that you found out she was crazy only a couple of weeks in.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they can do that. Well me, I, you know, what you see is what you get, you know. I'm on the you, same. You know me the first time you meet me, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know how to put on a
0: facade, I know, you know, me neither. That's why I'm still single on a boy Joe, because, you know, in a weird way, guys don't really like that. They want the facade of, like, that there's this, like, g- girl out there that has no feelings, that has no needs, that is quiet, that doesn't talk and doesn't want anything. And a lot of girls could, like, be that person because you kind of have to to land a guy. But what happens is, you know, come on. They're real human beings and that shit comes out later. I'm not to say that all girls are like that, but I can't do that really. And so um, yeah. I'm never going to get a guy, but that's okay because I- I've never really wanted to be married. <laughs> but it's difficult, you know, it's difficult when. Um,
3: people- well, I, I don't know how anybody can, um, can, I don't know, I don't know how anybody can go through life alone. You know, I read a lot about this stuff. Humans are meant to be there. You know, crocodiles can live life alone, but humans were not meant to be alone.
0: Oh, you know? is that true? You know, I read about that sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I believe, though, I, I do, because I live a lot, like I have a lot of relationships in my life, but never like long-term committed relationships. But, you know, I do. I have read that really I think you grow most as a person you know, being coupled with somebody else, and that is the natural way to be. I, I think that you're right. So crocodiles can I, be are the only animals that could be alone?
3: Well, crocodiles and turtles, you know, I think right. reptiles, they're okay they're okay with living alone. Right. <laughs> you know?
0: right. But it's not good for humans. You know, I
3: would, would take somebody like you, you have a, a very you know, you have an established career, you're obviously doing well, you know, you're obviously intelligent. Mm-hmm so and i'm sure you have a social life mm-hmm. so i guess all those all those things like um like you know if all those things might make being alone a little less hard to take for you so you yeah, take the totally. Money in I've and had I
0: have nothing. Yeah, no, I've yeah. had um I've never been really alone. Like I'll have guys or I have stuff and I feel you know, and I've been on um I've been trying to do other things right now that I've been taking up my time and fulfilling me, so it's okay. But I I do plan to shack up with someone and have um a I I do believe in commitment and having a partner and I do think that you learn the most that way and it is important to um have a partnership. I think it's nice, and it's nicer in life to do something with somebody else instead of be alone. Absolutely, I've just been busy doing other things, <laughs> um, and I have a little uh, some issues with commitment. But you know, I'm working on that. But I, I believe mostly what you say. But yeah, for you, it's really hard because it's not like. You know, because on, on some level, you know that you have so much going against you, right? It's not like, oh, maybe tomorrow you'll meet somebody. It's just like, yeah, even if you meet someone tomorrow, you're like, fuck, I don't have a job. And when she finds I don't have a job and I don't have money, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like you're really backed into the alone corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I
3: know. It's, it's up. I can't hide the fact that I have nothing going for me. I know. I'm afraid. If no, but, okay, but tomorrow, stop, yeah? Joe. Let's
0: stop. Let's try and figure this out. So you need to get a job. Right? That's what you need. You need to get a job so then you could get a girl and you could go back to being happy because you need some joy in your life.
3: No, I do need joy in my life. And between me and you, Kathy, I'm wondering if I missed that note. I try to read no. a lot about life and right. purpose. You know, I'm just, you know, I, I just try to understand life. How come somebody can have just a wonderful life and somebody can end up like me? I know. <laughs> it's it's for this? I you know. know.
0: And you believe in God, right?
3: Uh yes, I'm not religious, but I've grown a lot into what they call spiritual, New Age. I read uh-huh. a lot about souls and you know life after life and uh, and the purpose why we came here and all that. You know, it all sounds nice, but to tell you the truth, I don't know what I actually believe.
0: Yeah, you know? and when you're going through times like you are right even I look at the situation and I think like how the fuck is it fair and how why is it that way you know what I mean and if there is a god like people say like I don't get it you know what really pisses me off when you see these things like with plane crashes or you see people that like survive something and other people did it and they'll be like oh I was so blessed or God was watching over me it's like such a sort of bullshit thing to say because what when you say that what you're saying is the other people that fucking died or weren't saved like they god wasn't watching over them like what the fuck does that mean you know it totally pisses me off like oh i'm blessed i was blessed i survived you know it's like i don't i don't know there's so many there's no rhyme or reason to like who is saved and who's not and who gets good shit in life and who doesn't you know I really believe, though, that two plus two equals four. So I, I tend to believe that, like, if you work really hard and you do the right thing, like, things work out. But, right, 15 years ago, if you were a 55-year-old at-a-job guy that was, you know, canned through the four jobs, you know, after that, too, you would be considered a loser, right? Because that would meet, tell, yeah. you some, t- tell everybody something about you. But now, with the economy and what's going on, Men in your age range and women in your age range, it's it's like it doesn't, two plus two doesn't equal four. Like you could work your ass off. You could have put in all of your time. You could send out a thousand resumes. You could pound the pavement and you could still not get a fucking, you could still not get a job. And that's like a really messed up thing that's going on right now. And I don't know. It, it's, it does seem very unfair, and I feel for you, and um, the only thing I could say is there's a lot, the only comforting thing is Joe, is unemployed Joe, is that you're not alone. There's a lot of men in your position. I have a friend who was like a half a million dollar man. I mean, he had a really amazing company. Um, and when the economy went south, his business took a, a really hard hit and he lost it all. And I saw him go down and he went down from having like a, he had a big house and he got divorced and then he moved into an apartment and then he, I mean, into a condo. And then from there, when he lost his business and had to foreclose, he's living with his dad and he goes through the same thing with you about women. Like he can't date anybody cause he's not going to bring them home to his dad's house. This is a 40 something year. And this is a man that used to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? and did whatever yeah. he wanted, um, and it completely changed, and like I said, he's not a loser, this was, so, you know, and he's done, like you, like now he do, he takes gigs, for like 10, you know, $20 uh, an hour, when he used to make like, 10,000 or 20,000 a weekend, with his gig that he had before, you know, like that's how messed up it is well, out there, you know, and like, I I mean, are there any yeah. support groups, or anything around, where you are, for people in your position?
3: Oh, I don't know, Would the, every Time I went for any kind of uh, county help or, or yeah. you know uh-huh. any, any sort of help at all. What I am really finding
1: uh-huh.
3: is um is for a, a middle aged Caucasian male like myself there is not a lot of help. If I was a woman, if I was a minority, even if I was an, um, an undocumented. Right. Immigrant. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of help. You know, there would there would be uh, no shortage to, to government handouts.
0: Yeah, but you know, you're me, you're, just, you're right. You know, you're bringing up a good point. Like they need to help. That needs you. You are now somebody that needs help. Like white. Like you know what I mean. Like your category now, because of, you're not the only yeah. one. And that's like if you bring up a good point. I don't think other people think about that. That you you know all these other people would be getting help, but you're not because, like you said, you're white, you're Caucasian, you're male and uh you're not the minority but you really are like right now you you're no different than anybody else and you need the help what i meant was emotional support is there something i mean we'll talk about that other stuff because we're going to try and help you get a job but is there any kind of support groups or places where you could go where you could meet other people that are like you and make friends and like just have people to like like we're talking you know just people to shoot the shit with and and have more of a social life but with maybe with people that are in your same position
3: well, that sounds wonderful. I would like to find such a thing, but I have no idea. I, I don't know if one exists. I wouldn't know how to find one. Why don't, don't you
0: put an ad you know out? They, you know what they have online? They have like Meetup.coms. Do they have that in your area? I'm sure they do. Yes, they do. I've seen meetup.com before. Why don't you do a you know? meetup for people like you? You might even meet a girl. You might even meet a, a, a woman. You know, a woman that's in your same position is going to be a lot more understanding of your position?
3: Well, 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 I've seen meetup.com, and I've seen you know, all kinds of groups for, like, people that want to, you know, take up knitting. and No, people that, like, no, no,
0: but you, no, I'm not, I'm t- but your group will be, you know, unemployed people who can't get a job, like some sort of support group, or put an ad on Craigslist. There's people like you, I'm telling you. You need five friends. You need some friends. You need people. You need to know that you're not, like, because, you know, I'm sure, like, your self-esteem Goes down, you know what I mean, because of what you're going through. But if you were around people, you you need to be with other people that are going through the same thing, so you know that you're not alone. It's very helpful. That's why you know all these kind of that's why support groups exist because it's it makes you feel better to know that you're not alone and you need some friends. I couldn't agree with you more. how How wonderful that would be. I have no idea how. but you or where could do that. You could do you could create your own. You could put an ad, listen. I didn't know where I wanted to start a podcast, right? And I wanted to help people with their problems, and I wanted to do a call and advice show, right? So I, But I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. I didn't want to put it out to my friends. I didn't want anyone to know my business, you know. And I wanted to talk to strangers. So I didn't know where to put an ad, you know. But I wrote my ad and I threw it on Craigslist, you know, because I just thought that's like the only place nobody will see it. And I got a lot of replies. So you can, and it's free. You could go on Craigslist community Okay. And you could post an ad every couple of days all the time until, and you know, after a while you're going to find people what your one ad might find, you know, and just put together an ad like, Hey, you know, this is my situation. I'm looking for other people. Maybe start a support group. You guys could meet in a Starbucks or in a field. I don't know where the fuck you are or what kind of place you live in, but I'm sure there's a place where you guys could all meet and you guys could just talk. And it's, um, I think that that's really helpful because isolation and being alone, like if you don't have a woman, like you need friends, you need something else. You can meet a woman this way too, I'm telling you.
3: I'm not opposed to that. That sounds great. I'll have to give it some thought, you know, yeah. That sounds great. Just you sound I mean, well spoken. We, just we could meet at Starbucks or something, of you know, course. or at a park or something. That would be a good idea. Yeah,
0: you guys, guys mean at Starbucks, and I don't care if it starts off with two people or three people, and I don't care if no one responds to your ad once. Post it again. There's different times. Like you'll start to notice because I post on Craigslist all the time that there's different times of the day that people are on looking for different things. So yeah. you know, just put an ad together. You have the time, right? Put a good ad together. Talk about your situation. Say you're looking for like one of people maybe. To just meet to get get together even google like other support groups and see what they say and you could copy and add you know what i mean see what kind of lingo they yeah. use and then put it out. You don't put. You don't need to put your name. Just make up a phony email address. You know what I mean. So nobody yeah. knows who the fuck you are at first. And then see what happens. And you might start. Well, you know
3: what? I might have to get. I might have to get the creative juices flowing again. I could. I could probably write up a pretty interesting ad. Exactly. I used to be creative. You should have seen. You should have seen me when I was alive. I used to be creative. You're
0: still you know, you know, like, alive. You're still alive. I really truly oh. believe, unemployed Joe, that as long as you're alive. You have work to do, and it's not over. Okay, it's really not. So we don't know what happens in the next chapter of your life. This is you're you're only fifty five. Okay, so let's not say this is the this is just that you're still in the middle of your journey.
3: As long as I'm reading about life and stuff, I did come across an an interesting topic Uh that the um, the largest the the age group that has the most suicides. It's 55 and over.
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
3: You know? And somehow I think I can understand that now.
0: Yeah, because it's, listen, life is harder when you get older. There's, like, you know, um, things like this could happen. It's happening. And, like, the other thing is, is, like, when you get older, like, all your friends start to get sick. You could get sick. There's medical things that go wrong. If you lose your job, you're fucked. Like, there's so many things. But it's really important every day to, like, you know, to try to make a choice to just be as happy as you can or just try not to go, like, to that place where you get that depressed that you would kill yourself. it's,
3: it's hard to get out of that place, you know, of course. Totally, 100%. Course, it sound like a little cry, but, you know, No, I, you're being I, honest. I cannot, I cannot uh, get out of, you know, I cannot stop thinking about the fact, like, look at this whole picture. 55 alone broke, my career went overseas, you know, I'm standing here with my face hanging out doing, you know, God, is there a purpose to this? <laughs> you know? Right,
0: I right. Well, Right, but that's why it's so important not to isolate because in, in the situation that you're in, because you're not going to work every day and you don't have, you're not going out with, you have no woman in your life. You know, you're living with your sister. You could really become really isolated, and that's one of the worst things to do when you're. Yes. Depressed. I've,
3: I've, been, I've been so isolated for you so can, long. You,
0: you can't, know? right? And that's the worst thing because really, people that kill themselves or people that like want to, it's like when you get to that place, you're so beyond being unhappy you know, and just regularly depressed that you actually become crazy. Like that's what happens. You go into a delusional state where you actually believe there is no hope when there always is hope. You know what I mean? But I understand that switch that happens. And what, why that happens is because you allow yourself to be depressed and unhappy for so long and you don't force yourself to do certain things that could keep your head above water. I'm not saying your life's going to change tomorrow. We don't know when it is, but you have to give yourself, you just have to keep at least your head above water right now. And the way to do that is to try to be social and have friends around you and have people and a support group and people that you could talk to. It's really, really, it's one of the most important things.
3: You know, a support group would be a good idea. But otherwise, if I was just going to socialize, I'd be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed about my life to meet, to even meet a social group. Of course, of course. You You know, it's embarrassing. Of course,
0: that's why I'm telling you, you need to be hanging around people that understand exactly what you're going through and are going through it yourself so you don't feel like a piece of garbage because you're not a piece of garbage you're a guy that was working you had a real you had a career you worked for 30 years in the same business that shows like follow through you're not you weren't somebody flitting around to different things you know what i mean you had you were committed you stayed at your last job for what was it seven years yeah so, you know, so, you, so you, yep. and you, and there's yep. other people like you, you just need, and I'm telling you, when you find those people, whether it's one person or five people, like, you will, you will start to feel better about yourself, because when you're home alone, you know and you're, and you're just thinking these things in your head, you could, it's, it becomes like a mind fuck, and you could go crazy, you know?
3: Well, I, you're right, I have gone crazy, you're, you're right about that. Right. I've gone absolutely crazy. There's no doubt in my mind. Of course. Hey, how crazy I am. There, there is hope. Comes in funny ways. Once I was, once I knew you were going to call me, and I thought I'd be talking to you. You know, I had hope that um, I, if I could have a daydream, I I would like to share with you that somebody would hear my voice, and I would, I've always wanted to be in uh, voiceovers, commercials, cartoons, whatever. You know. I worked I don't in know that how.
0: business, by the way. Okay, go on.
3: Well, every time I would call, uh, I would call the bank to talk to somebody. I'd call a utility bill to argue about my bill or whatever. They would always tell me, my God, you have a voice. You should be on radio. I don't know about radio. I don't have the college degree. But, you know, I'd love to do voiceovers. You know, I could, you know, anyway, anyway, in airports, I could say flight 123 has been canceled. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you do have a good you voice know. for that. Just so you know, Unemployed Joe, I worked in that business, okay? I worked in entertainment and I worked and I have friends that were agents and voiceovers. What you're going to need first mm-hmm. is because what you when you, if you want to get into that business, voiceover business, you're going to need like a reel and you have to send it out and stuff, you know? Um, so you need a little cash for that. But see, you still have goals and that's really important. And that's the stuff that you should keep daydreaming about because that's the kind of stuff that will keep you getting up every day and give you hope so that you know that, you know, you could have certain things like what you could get a support group and you're going to make some friends that will understand you and they're in the same boat and then you'll get happier and then you'll eventually gonna get a job. And then when you get a job, you're going to go after that voiceover career that you always wanted to do. You know, you need to fantasize and think about those things, you know, about the future.
3: I I was was fantasy-less until actually we started talking.
0: Really? Oh, see, this is why I do my podcast. I help people. One
3: daydream daydream led to another daydream. And I thought, hey, voiceovers. You know, there might be, (laughs) if there's a chance, it might be, you know, Coming for you. Right. I'm gonna to have to find out what what I can do to make some kind of demo tape, so I can say yes, this is the best ketchup I've ever had. Yeah, Instead listen, you. you said
0: you were you could, you said you worked in a studio before, right? And you made music in a studio. You know, find a studio near you, see if maybe you could work there and do whatever. And then if you can, then maybe you can make your demo tape for free. You know, there's all kinds of things that this could turn into, you know, but it, that's why it's important for you to just look at how good just you reaching out to me was for you. It, it sort of made you start thinking of all these things. So imagine how great it's going to be when you reach out to other people in your area and actually meet them for coffee and make some friends. Like, you know, God knows what co- what your conversation with them is going to bring for you. See how it goes? It's like a domino effect of just, you know, really Good things that are not just good for you, but it's so important for someone in your place. It's so important, these things, because it it literally is the difference between you feeling like you have hope and you don't. It's the difference between the people that fucking off themselves or give up and the people that don't. And it's a really important thing.
3: yeah, I, I can relate to the people that off themselves. So, right, you know, and it's, it's so, so important that you don't.
0: Right, of course it has. Who wouldn't? Right? I mean, it's just, it's like almost logical, you know? It's like, but it's so important that. You think other things, and that thought is like a a two second thought in your life, and then you move on. You know, it's when you don't have these other fantasies or other hopes or any goals that all, and you just spend your time thinking you don't have any hope and the negative things, that's when it turns into a whole other thing. But thank God we're not talking to you about that, and you're not in that place. So you need to start your support group. And you need to keep fantasizing about the things that you want to do. You need to figure out how to make um, a demo tape for voiceovers because let me tell you, you make a lot of money in voiceovers. okay And for a very I'd love small. To. I don't know where to come. Yeah, and you make the money in a very small amount of time. I did a commercial what? once. I sucked at voiceovers, by the way. Just so you know, just do, voiceovers isn't just about having a good voice. It's also about acting, okay? I'm the worst actress on the planet. So I would call up my yeah. friend who worked at a at a company and they were like, uh, her boss who did voiceovers was like, you know, she's, Kathy's got a great voice. Like she should come in and do um, a commercial. So I did a commercial and Marky Mark was on it too. I mean, I didn't mean him, but his voice was on it too and mine. And I sucked, okay? I was so bad and it was so hard. You know, you have like 30 seconds to do it and you got to like do it in a certain way, you know, so it's, it's not as easy as it it sounds, but if you could do it and you, and you do it well, you make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and a really good living, Mm -hmm.
3: but you can't do it. There's there's a, there is a glimmer of hope there. I can do it. You know, I had thought, yeah, and I was talking to you about my drafting career, you know, about Uh drafting, drawing blueprints. Now I am desperately chasing a paycheck and that would be the best paycheck I could chase, other than minimum wage, you know, whatever. Uh So, but, but, just between me and you, I've been in a cubicle for 30 years, I'm bored to tears with it, but I would still jump on it in order to pay the paycheck. Mm -hmm. Now, if you can ask me what would bring me joy, and as well as an income, well, voiceover. If I could find myself, you know, even, even daydreaming about that feels
0: good. Right. Yeah. See, see, it's so important. I think Oprah would be like, you know, your thoughts become reality. Like your thoughts change the way that you think. It's like you said, just thinking about that makes you feel good because it's just like it's So it's like, imagine what thinking about negative things makes you feel. It makes you feel like shit, you know? So it, it is really important in your time to just have those fantasies and think about the future and make them whatever they are. And because what they say, like with positive thinking and why it works is because your brain is a problem solving entity. So if you give it a problem, it has nothing else to do but to solve so if you keep telling your brain i want to be a voiceover person like your brain has to figure out how to go do that and that's what it does you know what i mean and that's the power of positive thinking so you should do both you have to do all of it at the same time unemployed joe this is your new job it's just to keep your head above water and to keep moving forward and to have a new chapter in your life you're only 55 and to get out you know be one of the people that are in your position that becomes a success story. Like you're just going to get to the other side and make it out of this problem. And, and you're not going to stop until you do. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's it. So you're going to,
3: I'll go with that. I mean, even to get of a support group, you know what I have to do? I don't, I'm literally out of money. The, the gas that I have in my truck is all that's there until I get a paycheck. Okay, and I, you know, I'm talking about going on freight. So yeah, I'm I'm literally my life, not just my truck, but my life is running on fumes.
0: Right, but <laughs> it's going to be free to start your support group. Okay, it's free. You're going to we're still going to. So now we're still going to give you a little shout out and we're going to see if anyone. So right now you're looking for a gig. The the greatest gig would be for you to be a drafter. Right. But you would literally at this point right now would take any kind of position. You are ready, willing and able to do any kind of job. And you actually said you were a good cook. Have you tried working in like a diner or a restaurant as a cook anywhere?
3: Oh no! From what I understand, there's there's a you need a degree for that. You know, I'm, you need a degree to do what I've been doing all my life. But yeah, even in, even here, in yeah.
0: like a diner, I don't think yeah. so. Even and I don't think and you need well, a degree well, in a if you diner. You don't
3: have a degree. You need you need five years experience. I've been seeing all these jobs. Yes, even as a cook. You would need five years experience in, you know, related field or whatever, you know.
0: Okay. Okay. So, but, you know, you could, if you're in a restaurant and you're having something to eat or you walk in a place and you see some, you know, it can't hurt to ask. But, you know, so let's go to your job interview now. I'm not going to interview you because I feel like anyone listening to the podcast, they could get a really good, anybody with half a brain could get a good idea that, like, you're a real responsible guy, you're normal you threw that crazy bitch to the curb after a couple weeks you got a good head on your shoulder you're a good dad you never miss a child support payment you stayed at your job for a really long time these are all positive things that tell you so you know there's no reason for someone not to hire you you're you know if someone has a job in your area let them, we're going to, they could email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll put them in touch with you. Now you tell our listeners where, like, I think we were talking about this before and I don't remember if you ever said it, like what areas you you would be able to have a job in right now? Where are you located?
3: I'm San Jose, California. This really is a, where the technology would be that would utilize that. So I, I would probably say for that aspect, I am in the right place right. here in San Jose.
0: So if anyone has a drafting position in the San Jose area, email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll put you in touch with Unemployed Joe and maybe you could give him a job. If somebody else lives in the San Jose area and you know of another kind of gig, think out of the box. We never know. You never know, Joe, right? You never, the, you know, email us as well and let us know if you have some work. Unemployed Joe is willing to do anything. He just needs a paycheck right now. Um, and that's that, right? Is there anything else you want to say to the people listening, Joe? Uh,
3: just <laughs> I wish the whole country luck, and I, I pray for all of us, not just myself, but we're all in this boat together, and we gotta.
0: We, we are, all gotta, Joe. You know, do please do me a favor and keep me posted. And please do. Are you going to promise me that you're going to do the support? Do an email by the end of this week. Um, throw an email up on Craigslist. Um, about your support group. I will.
3: If that will give me a reason to continue, yes, I will do that. Start and writing really it tonight. To
0: Start writing it tonight, and it'll bring your creative. You know, you said you're a creative. Like, write up a good ad. Like I said, you don't have to worry about anyone knowing your business. You don't put your name in there. You don't need to put bring it to your your real email address. You can make up a phony email address on on Yahoo. It could be called, you know, unemployed uh, support group. It could whatever you're going to name your support group. You know what I mean? And put that on there, yeah. and then send it out, and do that tonight. It'll give you. There
3: you go. I know I could call it Unemployed R.S. right off the bat.
0: See, the creative juices are flowing at least. Yeah, day. see, and write up a quick ad. Be as creative as you want and throw it up in, you know, throw it up in, like, community section or I don't know. You'll figure out the right section for it on, on Craigslist and see what happens. And like I said, if you don't get any hits, wait a couple days, like, wait, like, two days and then, re- you know, delete it and repost it. and And just keep doing it until you get some people emailing you.
3: That is a good
0: idea because you, you need, know, need some I, I friends. I knew you would be a help. Yeah, you need that you need good. you need some friends like and like you said, like minded friends. People that aren't going to judge you. That you're not going to feel embarrassed to say. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you talk about who you really are, or where you are right now.
3: I would say right now I need a friend, you know, some friends that social socialize it even more than they need a paycheck. You know, guess they talk to another human being, it's oh, my so God. It's so important. You know this. what
0: they say, Joe, but with you, these both things are going to change your life. But I remember learning in psychology class that there's only – the all, there's only one thing that actually affects happiness, meaning it actually makes it go up or down. And that is the quantity and quality of your relationships. Okay? And if you think of all the most yeah. depressed people you know or people that are the most unhappy, they are people that have no friends or no family or nobody really close in their life. Um, and that really is the only thing, like I said, that affects happiness. For you, money will affect your happiness, meaning it will make it go up when you get to the point where you could actually, you know, pay for just your basic survival. Like I forget, like when I was going to school, it was like maybe 18,000. Like after you made over 18,000 a year, like the, the, whether you made more money than that, it didn't affect your happiness, meaning it didn't make it go up or down. But if you were making nothing and you went up to 18, it definitely made you happier because you couldn't afford, you know, you couldn't pay for your basic needs. So for you, money's going to bring you happiness and uh, you need people in your life. You need relationships. And you need a couple of them, and I hope that I through that through that support group, I hope you meet a woman. Make sure that when you put that support group out there, that you make it for men and women. I'm telling you, I feel like you might you're going to find so many people. Put it, you know where you should put it. It might cost money, though. You should put it in the job section. You really should I was thinking of that. because you know that's where all the people like you are looking. I bet you anything, I, you're going to get a lot of people. There's so many people like you out there, and you make sure you make it for men and women.
3: You know, I thought of that since we've been talking, I thought where would be the best place to put it? Would be in the in the job ads. That's for unemployment people. That's for unemployed people look. It would only make sense.
0: Yes, exactly. So you know, try put it there. It costs money, though. Those ads cost money. It costs money to
3: place an ad in Craigslist.
0: Um, on the job search, it might. I'll look tonight and I'll email you, Joe. I have a feeling it does, but listen, if, if, if so, that's okay. Just start with, you know, there's other places on Craigslist. There's community, there's events, and people that are, you know, sometimes looking on Craigslist, they'll just put in, you know, um, search terms and find things. You know, under community, there's a lot of different things. There's events, yep. there's volunteers. Maybe you could put it under volunteers. Find a free section of Craigslist and then find the best place to put it. And try it in one place, and if you get nothing, try it in another place. There's so many people that are in your position that I think would like to meet up and maybe have other friends too because they feel the same way you do that I feel like you should get a good response. So if you don't get a good response or don't get anything from one section, try a different one and just keep moving around until you, you, you figure it out. Okay? Okay.
3: You know that is a good idea. I, you know I feel good just thinking about it. Okay, you're, good. You're okay, <laughs> good.
0: I like I really want to help you and I want to know what happens, Joe, so keep me posted. Um, if I get any emails, I'm going to be posting this um, podcast this Sunday. So I'll let you know if I get any emails from people, if somebody has a a job for you. And, you know, I always have people back. I have a lot of people back on my podcast to give us updates. So when you do get that support group going or you do get you find a woman at your support group or you get a job interview, you go on one, you get a job or anything that, you know, happens. And, you know, we want to talk to you again and I'll have you call back in and we'll do a, a part two, an update show with you. Okay.
3: That would be wonderful. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to talking to you and giving you nothing but good news.
1: Me too, <laughs> Joe.
0: I have PMS. This has been a hard call because I feel for you and I want you. I want only the best for you and I can't wait till good things happen for you because you really deserve it.
3: Well, that's because you're an angel and you didn't even know it, but you're an angel.
0: Oh, thank you. So good luck. I can't wait. Keep me posted. Do your ad tonight, Joe. It's got to be up. Put it up tonight, okay? Or write it tonight.
3: I, I will. I guarantee it. I will.
0: Okay. We'll be in touch.
3: I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't thank you enough. You're awesome.
0: Okay, thanks for calling in. Bye, Joe. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a story,
2: lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous